Hello there, whoever you are, wherever you are, whenever you are. It's me, your resident favourite friendly furbolg, Addison, back again with an episode of the Pod of Many Things. Now, before we start and I introduce you to my fantastic guest, Bradley, today, um, I just want to let you know that there is a bit of a... I'm not going to say trigger warning, even though there may be some triggers, but there is a bit of disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, much like with my wife, because we will be getting into some quite heavy topics, things that might make some people uncomfortable, but we will try and be respectful of boundaries and stuff like that. So please, if we, um, if you feel like you want to talk to us about things that we've said today or anything like that, comment, DM me on Twitter, you know the drill, and I will do my best to make it up to you because obviously i'm not here to upset anybody so yeah uh that with that over let's introduce my friend my battle brother breaking rads radley how you doing mate what's about man how about you intro- salutations fellow battle brother and all battle yeah. brothers and sisters listening to this yeah. really exciting podcast yeah um so Rad, how about you do us a favor, introduce the masses to you because like we we've talked a little bit on Twitter and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but um and we've got to know each other, but not everybody knows you and not everybody knows me, so well, how about you introduce yourself? That's cool. Yeah, no, um I'm Radley. Uh, I'm also known as Breaking Brads on Twitter. Mainly, I do tend to stay on Twitter. Uh, I might have dabbled on Twitch. Uh, a very long time ago, um, but what I tend to do, I do tend to play D and D. I tend to talk a lot about D and D, and I've been writing my own uh, campaign setting, which is known as the World of Orwim. Uh, currently, at the minute, I'm focusing on one continent called Tribune, which is not an anagram of Britain. Um, <laughs> and in particular, I've been really focusing on the nation of Tom Sears which is also not an anagram of Somerset, um, <laughs> where I'm currently living, um, before uh, I'm, I'm making my move back to my home county in Devon. Uh, but no, Tom Sears, in a nutshell, is King Arthur's Court, uh, Knights of the Round Table, but uh, the twist is everyone is a halfling. Everyone. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I and like that a lot. They all ride dogs. <laughs> Winner. Absolutely. So... so- me and Randy are going to be talking today about identifying the problem people in your games on around the table, what they might do, what things they might say. But we're also going to be talking about like the safety aspects we can use as as players, GMs, uh, groups, as a means to protect ourselves from those people because. Um, Unfortunately, we're not going to get on with everybody and we're not going to agree with everybody. But I think uh, you brought this up when uh, I used to, well, I still try to, but with the amount of Twitter followers, I used to like send a, a, every time somebody followed me, I used to send a tweet back to them saying thank you. And the the new follower question was, what would you talk about on an episode of the podcast? Mm. And that's why we got in contact because you said this topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, So. Um, that this is why we've got that content warning at the beginning. Mm. So, I think we go straight into the part about the problem that that some the problems that sometimes arise, maybe our own stories, and then we look at how we fix those issues. Yeah, because like yeah, it's better definitely. to identify the problem first. Yes, and then 
look at solutions rather than go straight into solutions and then talk about problems because mm-hmm. you don't see how they work in context. Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about problem players, Rad, what are you thinking? What's the thing that comes to mind for you? When so, uh, I mean, I, I actually asked this this question on Twitter and actually shout out to everyone that responded. I had so many views and responses back. It's too many to name. Um, but yeah, it was. I mean, for me, a problem player is it can it can come in many many forms. Um, some are scene hoggers, and by a scene scene hogger, I mean someone that you know like loves the role play aspect and uh, kind of gets into character, but doesn't really know when to kind of take that step back. And I know I'm quite uh, I'm, I'm a bit guilty myself of that, but as I've gotten older, I've realised that how it's like. It's not. It's not just me. It's everyone else around this table, and it's okay to take that step back and let someone else have the limelight. Very much like um, I would compare it to the Avenger films. Like every character has like a limelight scene where they just own it, but then it moves on to the next hero. Would you? Would you agree? Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Like so, in the first Avengers movie, you've got that that cool bit with the Hulk mm. in the in the heli character, and, and then when when he does finally not be mental and trying to kill everybody else when he goes you've got captain america taking charge you, you they all get their moments yeah. until before that iconic like circle oh, shot where they're all back it is back. like i mean i can't stand the avengers film only because of the fact the good guys win um but <laughs> that scene is so iconic and it's just like i mean i know i've kind of parodied that kind of idea when i've dm games like when yeah. like the heroes are there and like in combat and like the camera pans around and all looking really heroic and it's like that's it's so cool it's such a it's such a powerful thing for all the players to experience definitely yeah so um, but there's not just scene hoggers one of my my main ones though when I think about problem players I'm thinking about uh, I don't know how to put it diplomatically Go on. I'm going to try. I'm talking about those people who are like, it's just my humour, bro. Ah. It's just my humour. Ah. Like, what are them? I, I like to affectionately call them assholes. <laughs> However, that's not a scientific term. No. <laughs> so, no. Um, but like those edge lords that um, make people feel uncomfortable because of the fact that they, it's the, it's just my humour, bro. It's just my humour. Yeah, it's, it's just a, what my character would do. Yeah, it's almost a bit like the I'm gonna compare it to uh, Jimmy Jimmy Carr. It's it's the it's the yeah. Jimmy Carr approach that not necessarily everyone likes Jimmy Carr. Um, no, because uh, I know he can go on some very lowbrow uh, topics. Um, but doesn't make it quite entertaining if you're into that kind of thing. But again, mm-hmm. it's reading the room. I think that's that's mm-hmm. really, really important. DMing or player. But yeah, sorry, go on, continue. No, I was going to say, like, um, but it's not just limited to players, is it? Like, we, we've talked about two express, like, player types mm-hmm. there. But, like, sometimes the, the dude behind, the dude or dudette who's sat behind the screen is is also someone who can cause a problem mm. and when you think about them as your mediator and your facilitator for this hobby mm-hmm. like you sometimes you end up having like caged bird syndrome because you're like but this is the only way i can play D mm. so we also need to recognize like um problem dms because dms are players mm-hmm. i'll give them that even though some dms 
and these are people who I consider problem DMs. Do not believe that. Really? I do not believe that they are also players. They're like, I am the dungeon master. There is a separation. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's. That. You take that to your corner. That's, like, that's such a such a wrong approach. Um, yeah. It's for for anyone that it's it's tragic that if some DMs think like that because you are you are a player. In fact, you are literally to quote Ox Venture, literally everyone else in the world. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, you, you can't think like I am God. You, you're not far from it. <laughs> you are yeah. designed to lose, which is why I make such a great DM uh, going from my <laughs> going from my previous Warhammer career. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, I, I won more than I lost, uh, but <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, no, it's you, you, you can't just win as a DM. You gotta you gotta let you gotta let the players win, but you, you gotta make them earn it. Yeah, of course. And I think, um, whereas I'm not a fan of like antagonistic DM approaches, mm. I'm also not a massive fan of of DMs who just roll over, like yeah. who just go, "Okay, here's your anime moment." Every single session, yeah. Like one time, you've got to kick their ass, like just yeah. once, and then and and because that reminds them of the thing like that reminds them of the of the parameters mm. it, it, this is the game of thrones you win or you or you die yeah, like, yeah. you pick one like mm. so um and i think one of the, I've, I've been re-watching an anime called grimgar fantasy of ash recently I've and i think there's a really powerful it's 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 like D downtime the anime oh, okay. like it doesn't actually focus on like the adventure it focuses on the party's like dynamic when they're at home oh, okay. and like when they're poor and stuff like that and like when they reflect on what they've done yeah yeah and one of the things that someone says is no living thing wants to die like and i feel like that's a really good approach for dms like hmm. you fight as as though you're trying to stay alive hmm. but you don't fight to kill sort of thing yeah like, yeah you just kill your players all the time but your but your 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 goblins and your kobolds want to live like they don't want to die <laughs> like, yeah so yeah you have to they have to fight like the, the risk is real mm. so yeah yeah definitely. um so um is there any other like problematic like elements or or issues that you think are, are prevalent at the minute or uh i'll go on to one but i feel like uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to turn this PG-13 discussion to a slightly under-18 one. Um, the Creep. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, before, obviously, going on, on this cool podcast, I was, I was telling my, my friends on a Thursday night, I have two groups, I've got a Thursday night group and a Sunday night group. Um, some of my people on Twitter might might have seen me tweet about the Thursday night one on many, many occasions where I was playing as a, a, a warlock called Grom, who is... Billy Butcher from the Boys, but is an Asimov yeah. warlock. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great to play. That's that's a pretty cool, pretty cool way to put it as well. Yeah. Um, but I was telling about them uh, Thursday. Just gone. We've been playing Savage Worlds rather than D and D. And uh, one of my colleagues, uh, colleagues, one of the members of the group, um, colleagues. They're, they're all very, very good friends of mine. Um, colleagues, grow up. Um, <laughs> they mention about. Uh, in a previous time, before before everything all changed and the Fire Nation attacked, um, there was a there was a group that uh, my friend was in, 
and you had a young lady who was um, gifted, shall we say, in the chest area. And there was also another person in the, in said group who was, um, I'm going to call it an admirer, um, mm-hmm. who would then take, you know, would sometimes might say uh, ungentlemanly comments uh, and then have really long bathroom breaks. You can see where I'm going at? Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Not it, Chief. Not it. <laughs> you know, I know we've gone from PG-13 straight to 18, but it's no. an R-rated plus. But yeah, it's just like, that's... Yeah, it's, I, I was told this on Thursday, and I was just like, that's 50 shades of wrong. Uh, yeah. Especially <laughs> in a group, you know, it's almost a bit like incest. You know what I mean? It's kind of no, like... It, it, you don't yeah, do that. We're, we're mates. Yeah, we're mates. Yeah. Like, don't make it weird. Yeah. No, um, it's... I do. I do feel like so. When you think about like the, the stereotypical D and D nerd, sure, and like the the, the renaissance that D and D and tabletop RPG games has had, and stuff like that, you are imagining like those those fringe people who mm. who, who didn't have the courage to to talk to girls and stuff. Sure. And then you've got this influx of of like. This is going to sound really bad, but like normal people, mm. people who haven't been doing it for years, mm. people who haven't had to like survive and like do this in secret so they don't get beat up at school or whatnot. Um, and then they, 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 when they start mixing with like these new people, mm-hmm. like they, they, they don't quite know because the boundary hasn't been there. Like, yeah, the, the fact that there is a massive influx of, of, of women now into the space, and I yeah, do feel massive. sorry for them because. Mm. Like the amount of RPG horror stories I I read, that is like this dude like will not leave me alone. Um, like and it's like ah uh, no no, like, no no that's that's it's not good. I don't know the the male part of me, the testosterone side of me, like dorsal fin up, it just RKO with this guy out of nowhere. You know, problem solved. Like, <laughs> yeah. Done. You're on the floor. He's been RKO'd. Like, yeah, mate. You know, because yeah. I don't know. It's just maybe, maybe I'm secretly a paladin. I don't. I don't know. You just, you just don't. You know, no. It's just. Uh, I mean, especially. I think, in fact, if anything, like something like this is more prevalent now. Hopefully, since we're coming out of a lockdown here in the UK, um, mm. and we're all getting you know back around a table. We've all been. In, Isolation. I said it in inverted commas. Um, no, I can't yeah. really see that, but bunny ears. Um, uh, you know, social etiquette. It'd be like uh, I've been in isolation for the best part of a year. Uh, 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 <laughs> you know? How do people? How do people? Yeah. How how do people? <laughs> <laughs> but it can go the other way round because I've I've heard some like proper like messed up things. Uh, one of my friends was telling me. Like years ago, mm-hmm. that um, uh, there was so there was him, his his friend, mm-hmm. his friend's partner, one of her friends who was a girl, and then there was another bloke, and her her friend uh, was this this uh, girl who was single was like fixated on him, and like was basically. Um, there was this innkeeper that they always met, like the inn was like their base of operations, and she basically, even though he would describe this guy looking like nothing like him, 
she would like make comments about like uh, she stares into his green eyes and he's like like my eyes are green this is where you get the single violin note playing yeah, yeah like, like, dark night you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then like um and then like uh basically afterwards they um she she wanted to go to the bathroom so we went okay she's in the bathroom and then their game had like finished and he was like oh, no, her friend with her boyfriend that was his which was his friend was like oh yeah we should go and he was like um but what's her name still in the bathroom and she's like oh yeah she's um she's uh, uh there she's she'll be in there uh, for a while she's just um she's not been feeling well she ate something and he basically like let everybody else left, and she still hadn't come out of the bathroom. Oh like, my god! He was like, "Where is she? Like, where is she?" And then walks into his bedroom. No, she is there in like nothing. Like, and she is like waiting for him. Oh my god! In his Mavericks. double bed, which. On one side is his, uh-huh. on the other side uh-huh. is his wife's. No, like, and they are very much aware that is, he is married and stuff like that. And it is, yeah. He like chucks her out. He's like, "Get out of my house!" Like, I'll give you clothes. Just leave. He's like, yeah. f- basically throwing her, yeah, her yeah. far away from her as, and, as, oh as he can. God. Like, rah, 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 like, leave me alone. Like. He's like, my wife's coming back in a minute. Put your damn clothes on. Yeah, like, like... Um, and it was, it, yeah. So like, Yikes. those people who don't realize that it's a game can also be like somewhat problematic. Let's say, yeah. And, like, it, it because the and I know people are gonna be like, well, it's mostly men. And I do not disagree that if we if we found the percentages and we broke it down mm-hmm. data wise logically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dudes are weird. Like, yeah. and I, I have a thing of saying that as, as a dude, I can admit we are kind of strange. We are kind of However, strange. yeah, like women can do it too, innit? Jews, dude, like they're, dude, they, they, oh, I, I hear that story and I think about it and I'm like, oh my God. That's, and that basically, mind. The, the girl, what's worse is the girl with her boyfriend, his best friend, mm-hmm. has taken her boyfriend away. They've got in a taxi because mm-hmm. they're, they're slightly drunk as well. They've sure. been drinking. Ah. And uh, she thinks it's a good idea to tell her fella on the way home, like that this that they've arranged for this to happen, that they've they like they're like oh well his his wife doesn't treat him well rah 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 oh my like, god that's just yeah it's like oh my it makes these standards look like amateur hours. yeah 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 like I was like and I was like what 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 happened and he was like well. <laughs> I almost got divorced because my wife turned up uh, as I'm throwing this girl half naked out of my house like and my mate stops his taxi and just walks out he goes get I'm getting out and he <laughs> so he ruined two he almost ruined two relationships oh that night god like so yeah it's it's been it's there is there are lots of problematic things that we need to look out for when yeah we're, when we're talking about these um i need i need a these players and these people like and the creep is the creep is probably the most 
if we were to put them on like a danger scale, like the scene hoggers like really low like danger, really, that they just want attention. Do you yeah. mean you mean danger zone, right? Yeah, danger zone, yeah. Like the, the highway to the danger zone. Like <laughs> like, yeah. Um if we were to put them on like a scale of like levels of danger, there's obviously the the, the there's there's people like the rager, the person who gets like really angry and sometimes gets a bit physical with like the table or mm-hmm. something like that. The creep's quite high up there. The person who can't separate the game from reality is pretty there's there's loads of these like yeah. problem player like archetypes like classes in yeah. themselves <laughs> i feel like there should what? be like a new uh D book of um you know there's just different classes of problem players and then followed by subclasses well well you can have like volo's uh, volo's guy to asshole yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mordenkainen's big book of fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a lot, and it sure and is. It, it can be, it, and the reason why I want to talk about it is because it, like I said, it can be like dangerous for people, it not is. just in terms of physically, and it is dangerous, and not just in terms of physically, but mentally mm. as well, because everybody comes to that table with expectations, but yeah. also with their own with their own baggage, like. Yeah. And one of the reasons we do this, when you think about it, um, is the fact that we do this to get out of our head for an hour to four hours, no matter, or sometimes whole days when you get on a session with your mates, sort of thing. That is that is the dream. <laughs> and then when when that's that's that safe space mm. for you is like becomes almost like awkward and dangerous you're like oh, i don't want to be here anymore yeah. <laughs> like uh, yeah, stop yeah. the ride i want to get off yeah have you ever had that feeling of like stop like stop this ride i want to get the fuck off um i i'll I tell you i'll tell you what I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this small anecdote this is uh back in the back in the years before hair loss um okay very very because i'm bold um actually it's by choice because i i ain't looking like my dad as much as i love him you know he's rocking the horseshoe i am not uh, fair enough <laughs> it's, i'm pretty much rocking the blacksmith uh, yeah. the only thing i need now is is an anvil um but no i'm when i when i was a young warthog and uh i was involved in a, in a group back in my hometown in in devon uh, in in Torbay, uh, I was involved, and sadly, in a very very toxic group. Um, and this was actually during a time where I actually hated D and D. I couldn't couldn't get my head around it. Um, but I I still went. I don't know I don't know why. Um, I, I guess it was just for the company, really, um, uh, which is a little bit tragic in itself. Um, looking that's back, that's one of the reasons why we do it. Isn't yeah, it? Like, definitely. The, the company is one of the reasons we do it. Like, yeah. let's not pretend that. Let's not bullshit ourselves and be like, "Oh yeah, I do it to be an amateur dramatist." Sometimes it's just like I just want to sit with people. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, but no, I mean, because uh, every group, regardless whether they say it or not, always has a head honcho. And unfortunately, uh, the head honcho in this group was very, how can I put this diplomatically, right winged. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've. Also was bold and also had a beard. Um, not that I am not far from it, um, yeah. but yeah, very, very right winged. 
Um, I think the only thing that was probably missing was raising his right arm up, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. Drawing, drawing funny symbols. Yeah, really, yeah. Almost a bit like, like a sun wheel. Um, backwards. Because <laughs> um, I'm multicultural. Um, but yeah, and it just became a very toxic group. In fact, if anything, uh, even though I kind of consider myself at that time very much a problem player because I just refused to play D&D. Like, I tried it, didn't get my head around it, and I was just like, I'm out, I'm done, do one. But I'll come, I'll still come. I'll just paint some images. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, I was, eventually I just like, I'm done. It got to a point where I was becoming quite toxic as well. And it's just like, this, that ain't me. And uh, I was, you know, savvy enough to kind of realize that I was becoming a problem. So I, I, I left. It was like, I'm, I'm done. I'll still be your friend. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. I might have said some really horrible things, you know, um, and I'm just going to I'm just going to move on. But unfortunately, with that group, it's like if you were out, you were out like there. There's, there's no there's no take backs in this kingdom, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of them like like. I mean, one of them was actually my best mate, um, who I still I still keep in contact with. He is like the most battlers of brothers of battle brothers, um, and he's now got his own group, and they've all kind of moved on from it, and they've all grown up as well. Mm. Um, I would say. I mean, the, the old saying goes in it. You know, I mean, growing, getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was like, I still keep in touch, and hopefully, when I move back down down to Devon, uh, in in Torbay, uh, fingers crossed, um, I can. And obviously, once COVID done one, sort of, uh, it'd be nice to kind of sit around that table again, uh, which is yeah. all terribly exciting. It's something something positive to look forward to. Um, yeah, definitely. And plus, also the fact that we're all older, and you know, there's no toxic players. There's no. Uh, hatred, shall we say? It's yeah. it's all it's all quite boring and all and grown up and a bit bit mature, you know. <laughs> my my granddad from Newcastle had a had an alternate to that growing. He said, "Growing growing hair does not mean growing wise." Oh, oh, like, I like that. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Like, um. So yeah, he was like. He would say that to me all the time, like, because uh, I'd be like growing my beard. I'd be like, yeah, I like rah rah, and he's like. Uh, or, or um, somebody would say something here and he'd be like, oh, growing, growing hair does not mean growing wise. And I'm like, that's such a good phrase. It's a good phrase now that I look back on it as an adult. Yeah. I, I had, I had a, a, a quite an interesting, because me and this player now are like really good friends. Cool. But it was the first time I'd ever played with them. And um, I told you off stream that um, I used D&D as, as, as a grieving mechanism mm. whilst I, after I lost my son. Yeah. And, um, so I went back to the D&D club which I played at mm -hmm. and I had this get me the fuck off this ride now moment with this player because they had a history of making bringing the same character to every single game which you do you not really that bothered yeah um, um, and then they had a habit of just wandering off like not really wanting to play the team game oh so I'd built a drunk like it was just when Eladrin had come out. Oh right, okay. So, um, so I built this drunk Eladrin druid, who who come from the Feywild was was used to pieing all the time. Yeah. And um, basically, he's he's come, and I had uh, Fawn Whip as a cantrip. Right. 
and every time this this guy, oh, um, every time this this player try to walk off, I just form whip him back. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So at one stage it ended with we, we were all struggling to get up this slope. Right. And he made it up the slope, but then he went to leave us without helping us up. Oh. And by by virtue of that, my character just went no. And pulled him back down by accident because I, because I, because it pulled you back ten feet. Yeah, and it yeah. Kind of made it like five feet away. I just right. wanted to bring him back to the edge, but then the DM was like, "No, they're at the they're they're at the edge." So you'd pull them back down. I'm like, and they was like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" And I saw this player's face looking at me, and like dead ass just went, "Yeah, go on then." <laughs> and they literally threw down, and they were like. Uh, listen here, you don't you dare do this to me. I don't know who you fucking think you are, but you shouldn't, um, you shouldn't be doing this to someone who has knives and axes and shit around their house. Rah, 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 from my reenactment days, basically threatened physical violence wow. against me, like because I kept uh, and because I because uh, also as well, I think I nat twentyed and almost killed them. Oh dear, <laughs> like and almost knocked them to zero. Oh so um, I basically was like well stay with the group then like you just keep running off like stop doing this they're like and they went rah, 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 i'm gonna fucking get you and i went right okay here's the thing dickhead one of us needs to leave this table right now and i'm gonna give you the choice either you can leave or i'm going mm. pick one yeah, and they're yeah. like i'm not fucking going anywhere so i just went fine i'm out like i just put, yeah, pushed yeah. myself away from the table the whole game stopped for like an hour because they were like are you all right? I'm like, no, I'm fine. Like, mm. I just, I just, I'm not being there. Like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Like, we have to have like this massive conversation as like a club mm. because of that. Yeah. And I think that like, but it did lead to like more healthy having that blow up and having someone mm. and calling these people out was what helped us to one improve their behaviour mm-hmm. and two um, show that it wasn't acceptable. Like the yeah. fact that. And like the club organizers, like you, no, you cannot do that. If you ever do, I like to be honest with you, they they were they wanted to get rid of them right there and then. Like, yeah. Go 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 away. Mm. We don't want you. And I was like, nah, like give them give them a warning. Yeah. I'll take that. But like, just tell them that they're not allowed to be a dickhead. Like, that's yeah, that's yeah, my... definitely. I mean, there's 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 got to be a even with with strangers. There's always and friends. There's always a, a decorum. You know, which mm. which uh, should all, always be there. You know, I think even just naturally. I mean, we're not we're not barbarians anymore. You know, unless you always yeah. pick one as a character in D anD D. But um, yeah. but even as people in real life, you know, it'll be like you can't go around threatening violence. I mean, that's you know, <laughs> that's always a call to the police. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that's why I left because I was like, if this carries on, it is going to have to be like someone needs to get the old bill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, definitely. And, you can't, like, you can't so, do that, and you can't do that. But like, but then because mm. somebody's called it out, yeah, and we and we've had those safety tools in place. Sure. We've been able to work at that as as a community and as a club. And yeah, clubs don't exist. The club doesn't really exist anymore in in the same capacity as it does because of the not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm I'm but, getting my ticket ready for that comeback tour. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for like in in person play as well because I know that in person play is, but I am also worried about it for the same reasons that you said. Like, how to people? Yeah. Like, are people gonna come back? 
expecting like that same online like meme culture mm. which is fun online sure but when you're on when you're in person yeah. and someone starts making like loud like i don't know sex jokes and stuff at you in public in front of people you don't necessarily know yeah you might be a bit like <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I, I, me, I, again i think it comes with wisdom and a bit of a bit of experience and reading reading the room like you know if you're not going to be making you know uh dirty jokes or such if you're i don't know for some reason or another dming to you know like i'm gonna say children you know i.e under the mm-hmm. age of 16 um obviously yeah. if there is obviously other adults but you you just wouldn't do that you know yeah and it's the same if you're gonna go on to pseudo politics uh to people that are you know let's say 16 to 18 who obviously are getting quite savvy in the world of politics are you know sort of being not sorry left wing or right wing or or whatever whatever their political views are but you're not going to kind of do that just to be antagonistic i mean you you shouldn't you know and that's just a a nanny no-no do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just yeah, no, of course. Reading reading the room is super important. Uh, I find, yeah. but I, again, that's that's more of a uh, uh, conclusion or, or, or something to kind of prevent problem players. Because I know some will go on to in a in a bit. Um, but mm. what? So what then? Let me let me turn. I'm going to turn this table around. Um, Fair enough. What whatever? What other sort of archetypes? Archetypes people uh, that can be problematic at the table people who don't understand the baggage of certain things so for example if i play uh, i i like martial arts films cool i like i like the monk is my favorite class if i play a stereotypically asian character mm-hmm. as a white man mm-hmm. right I have to be careful. Sure. Some people cannot handle that. Mm. So they might do the whole like voice. Yes. And stuff like that. And uh, yeah, like it, 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 that, those sorts of people who don't realize like racial politics. Yes. Kind of just because it's an RPG game doesn't mean those those things don't exist those those uh, mm. lines don't exist so if you're because it would be the same if I played like a a a person a, a black person and I like made this backstory of what were they like a escaped slave and everything yeah. and basically made like the the world's the world's most racist stereotype story. Yeah. I've become a rogue to steal everything mm. because of the fact that I feel like the world's let me down. Mm-hmm. Like I would, uh, I have a problem with authority because they pre- that like, uh, no, like don't do that. Like yeah. I feel as if like, um, if you can do it with respect, sure. Like there's, there's nothing to it, but if you're going to be there, like I'm going to play this gay character and try and seduce every man. Like, yeah, uh, it's, don't do that stop this yeah. please it makes me uncomfortable mm. it's a bit like um uh, i'm I, i'm not going to call anyone out in particular i guess i, I wouldn't that's that's not me per se kind of um it's when men will role play as female characters oh 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 that some people can do it really well mm. and i'll give them that but 
every time some a, a man goes, "I'm good. my character is female," I I've got bells ringing in the back of my oh, head okay. straight away. I'm, All right. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, what are they gonna like? What what are they gonna do? Because there's always that one guy who thinks he's really good at playing female characters, and Go they're on. just not. It's like. I'm going to throw myself at everybody. Like, no, stop, please, yeah. no. It's no, it's it's funny. Funny you say that. I'm actually uh, of my Sunday night group. I'm actually playing a female Goliath barbarian cleric uh, called mm-hmm. Juvitsa. Um, Jesus Christ, that's a that's a mix. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she is. Um, it's cleric cleric of war. Uh, was it? It's because we're we're level ten. It's eight levels of cleric of war and two levels barbarian. Wow. Um, oh, you only went that far. I thought it was the other way. Oh, uh, no, no, yeah. No, I mean, admittedly, I kind of wish I, I did because uh, she, she doesn't heal. Um, she, she, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just rage. I'm inflicting wounds. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much inflict wounds. But because the point, the decision for me to kind of play as a female Goliath cleric barbarian uh, was to kind of make it try and test myself as a player. Uh, to see whether or not I can play a character like that without going into the stereotypes. Uh, there might have been some slight complications because um, A, she's built like a temperate shithouse. Um, yeah. Secondly, uh, she's, you know, not a child, far from it. Um, uh, especially being at level 10, you'd be a, an ally, which, which she is. Um, but it's the kind of the whole, you know, for example, she's strong. Uh, most of the other people in this particular party are soft and squishy. Even with uh, an Eladrian uh, druid, <laughs> which made me laugh when you said that earlier. Um, but, you know, it's like Juvitsa will pick up someone like a handbag. Done. You know, because yeah. she's very much a no-nonsense kind of character, but would grab someone by the scruff and just carry them like luggage. Um, yeah. Which, depending on on if it's not a player, it's usually an NPC, but it's usually done with that kind of like uh, comedic timing kind of thing. But obviously, it's got to be yeah. funny to be comedic timing, I guess. Yeah, but... it's got it's got to be funny, and it's got to be like like a like a thing that's shared by the group. Yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. Like, like it's and like it's your first or by the sounds of things it's, it's something you're you're challenging yourself with yeah so I imagine definitely that you're approaching it with with the gravitas and mm. well not gravitas i don't want to make it sound too serious but you're approaching it with the with the care that it needs yeah whereas you've always got that person that guy because mm-hmm. it is usually a man who's like this is my lolly cat girl like um this is my lolly cat girl character Ra ra ra, like and and I and you're like okay, let's play another s- s- game in another setting, and they bring, hello, here is my big titty elf girl, uh, like, um, and you're on. like, there's, and you're like, please, please don't, please don't, mm. and you're like, and you, it's really hard to like, I feel like even as a DM, that's a really hard subject to broach because of the mm. fact that like they'll be like, because again, that's what my character would do, like, yeah, like I'm like. No, like so. It's, it's fine. It's can, that balance, isn't it? It is fine in that balance, and I think yeah, it just worries me. It makes it makes alarm bells. Like I, I imagine that I'm immediately with the Goliath female. Mm-hmm. You know that she's a strong woman, like knows what she wants. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Whereas it's when they start using like the more 
sexually provocative races yeah and you're like oh my god i know what they're trying to do and like every single tavern they're in is like like get me a man to sleep with for the night or yeah you're like tiefling sorceress springs to mind yeah bard uh tabaxi became one because people didn't realize that like um tabaxi meant that they were cat people oh. not that they were people with cat ears oh. for a while like oh, yeah you go to like, the realms of furry which is just yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. not, a, not in like, my books nope <laughs> not, not uh, like it, like before you yiff i'm going to yeet like, yeah i swear to god like just, so no, yeah no. no so it gets it gets that point where there are some guys who like bring these like overly sexualized females to the front mm. and you're like please just this isn't okay i know that this might be something you want to to happen this might be a dream of yours mm. to meet some like big titty elf girl whatever you do in your spare time with your search history is up to you however there are me and five other people around yeah go away yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely i mean as i say i mean i know like i said i've kind of fallen into some some traps with playing as juvita um mainly because we're one of the one of the players in in the group uh who has incredibly high charisma um so it kind of would be generally kind of good looking as a character mm-hmm. i mean uh the, the person playing him is is a, is a good friend of mine so there's there's a lot of yeah. like trust to begin with you've set that yeah know, there's, there's that it's, trust yeah there, whereas... yeah trust the fact like he's gonna be you know he's very happily engaged and loves his fiance you know, whereas whereas big titty elf girl guy yeah like has not set this up with anybody oh, like, there no. is no you know it's there is no setup for this there's no oh yeah mm. my 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 character's freaking the sheets dm it is like ah like it's yeah, almost yeah. like a jack in the box that they let out like and yeah. you're like ah! yeah no <laughs> definitely away. but then it's i mean uh... As you know, as a as a DM, I mean, again, this is the sort of things you need to kind of address in session zero. It's like, mm. what's your character, kind of sort of thing. Um, mm. But and as I knew um, when I was uh, in my talkie group, not many many moons ago, actually, kind of recently, again before COVID happened, uh, I was playing a character called Stitches, who is. It's just evil. It was a, it was an evil random campaign, uh, very cleverly mm-hmm. done. Uh, it was it would lot it would make it would give Game of Thrones a run for its money uh, in terms of the mm-hmm. politics and and like that kind of aspect of it. Um, yeah. But having the, it was very much you know he's so edgy you could cut yourself on him. Um, yeah, you kind of very much wore like uh, like like a veil mask made of bird bones and had a very grovelly voice which i'm not gonna do online <laughs> um, yeah. but again was just like it's just kind of but again that was all discussed with uh the dm again a very very good very like my oldest friend um yeah. and but having that and then kind of like trying to get at least a character concept done right and then knowing like his role in the group it all functioned very well um and even having like an amazing subplot with stitches who is you now goes by his actual proper name uh, which is cocardle um due to a assimilation so to speak into the society that the evil people are running sort of thing so but again it's i think i mean i couldn't do that 10 years ago because i've i've matured since then kind of yeah. he says who plays D&D <laughs> but, yeah, um, but like, 
I get it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I get it. It's, uh, I, get, I get it. As, uh, in I, fact, maturity or immaturity uh, was the kind of the general theme I got from all of this amazing feedback from people on Twitter. Because um, mm. obviously, this is always stuff that happened some time back. Um, mm. and not necessarily recently, but they've all been quite young. I'm going to sort of say somewhere between 18 and early, like very early 20s. Uh, yeah. Where you, you kind of, ah, yeah, I'm an adult. I kind of know stuff. And you're like, you know, bugger yeah. all, mate. You know? Yeah. Um, you, Pay a bill first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I mean, Im- yeah, immaturity is also, I, I mean, I don't know if you agree with me, it's, it's definitely a, a key theme or a recurring theme with problem players. Oh yeah, definitely. And I think we also need to think about like maturity in terms of not just our age physically, mm. but our maturity in our D and D journey as well. Yeah. So as we learn more rules mm. and we learn more more concepts, um, we need to realize that um, our, our, the way we create characters and the way we portray our characters is going to evolve with us yeah so i had a kobold rogue at one point cool. mastermind Ooh. because he knew he couldn't do it on his own like he was like yeah he, wanted, yeah he was like he wanted to make his own criminal syndicate that was his thing everybody had underestimated him for so long like that he he'd learned to read and stuff and mm-hmm. he could he was charismatic even for a kobold and he was a rogue so his thing was like he was trying to recruit people and in this campaign, one of the characters like tried to, like basically stitch him up, right, or something. Mm-hmm. Like he he was he was trying to um, siphon off a bit of gold that they'd found in like him between him and a wizard. Mm-hmm. Basically, they found it together, and they were like, "We could take this, you know." Mm-hmm. And then if we give them something, like nobody's going to raise an eyebrow if there's something here if there's nothing here yeah then people are going to cause an issue and people are going to rock mm. so my guy was like and then when the characters i like, walked in which i thought was a bit like metagamey like he like i walk in at that point and i'm like okay um you were in another room a minute ago because it was like almost like we were searching this house yeah and um and he walks in he's like you need to give them everything so i basically used an intimidation check telling him that if i if you even look at me the wrong way because also biggs is small his name was biggs but he's he's a small little yes. kobold. he's got little man syndrome yes like it, it, his name's like biggs alphonse because he thinks alphonse is a fancy name like <laughs> as well so he's like my name is biggs uh, if you even look at me the wrong way uh, he kind of does the brick top speech from snap yes like, Stop me while i'm walking sunshine i'll cut your fucking jacobs off yes like, sort of thing at him oh my and god this guy's like and this guy hadn't actually told me that his character was a child like it had right. never come up so like i didn't realize that i was doing this to like a, a teenager like and i was like oh okay if i'd have known that i would have done it but we've done it now like touch piece move piece my friend touch piece move yeah, piece. Like, yeah like um but yeah like and basically he spent the rest of his <laughs> the rest of the session like looking over his shoulder it was a one shot he spent the rest of the session looking over his shoulder because of the fact that he kept trying to like tell people what had happened and Biggs was just always seemed to be there. Like <laughs> no problem here, mate. Like Amazing. Is, it, is it because I have scales? Like <laughs> and it was like, um look, I know I'm untrustworthy as he's there with like the money in his back yeah, pocket. Yeah. So Amazing. yeah, he's um, 
they were yeah so you do sometimes like have to work on it and sometimes and i was quite immature with that mm. like if if i do it now yeah i would i would make him a lot more intimidating like more in the fact of what he doesn't say like, yeah so like he was very loud and obnoxious because he felt like disheartened and everything but mm. Now it would be like the fact that he's always watching and every, and like he's always thinking and the fact that he doesn't speak much until he goes, no, that's a bad idea. Like, because mm. um, that would make I think that would have actually made him more intimidating. Yeah, this kobold who rarely speaks, who's a, a part of a race that is not supposed to be intimidating. Intimidating is there like no. Like that that's a silly idea. Mm. You you can shut up now. Like I I, I do I do have one about. one question, considering the fact you've gone with the whole brick top thing. Did you ever do the Nemesis quote? No, I never did Nemesis. I did I did I'll cut your Jacobs off <laughs> and I did um I did the pig thing. Oh theme theme themes of the pig's arrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hence hence the expression greedy as a pig. <laughs> like, I, and yeah, I, I did a couple of things there, and I basically had this. The wizard and me like made this alliance, basically that if we found it first, it's ours. Yeah. Like and uh, yeah, that and people are gonna be like, that's a problem player move. But like, we were told that um, basically this was a thing for fame, so that we were allowed to make like morally dubious characters. Mm. Like like the, our our characters were allowed. If he turned around and said, yeah. You you good you have to be good line characters. Mm. We would have let let it go, but it was like no. He wanted a hodgepodge of characters that were in this job for all different reasons. Yeah. Who were risking their life for these things that made it so that they might clash heads because they're trapped in this house mm. together. By the way, like you need to find a way out together, even though you do not agree with each other. It was almost like that those horror movies where they put loads of people in the space. Yeah. I, I've got like... in my head right now the like possibly the best quest in the Elder Scrolls Oblivion game. Uh, do you ever play that Oblivion? Yeah, yeah. You know the the Dark yeah. Brotherhood quest. We have to go into the. I think it's called Who Done It. It's where you, oh, yeah, you get you, you get locked to... in the mansion, and you have to like solve who who killed the the owner or something. Like that. Uh, yeah, it was more like we, off we... everyone. Um, yeah, but <laughs> you, you kind of got to do it where it gets to the point where it's like everyone's dead. You're here. And I'm here. That means, and if that ain't me, it's gotta be you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, stab. Yeah. Done. <laughs> My thing was more like, our thing was more like, we were trying to earn the money. Mm. So, uh, like I said, Biggs was trying to earn the money to buy like a, a, a secret base for his, for the Sunblind Syndicate, because obviously the Kobold cannot see in the in broad direct yeah, dark yeah. daylight. So, there were times when on the way to this house, mm. he was like looking the completely wrong way because he just couldn't see. Mm. Like he was like, I, I, like so he's he's giving this speech, this post when it's supposed to be like to the barbarian, like you listen here, mate. <laughs> and he's like having it out with a tree. Yeah, which yeah, which is pretty fun. <laughs> so you you mentioned session zero, and I do want to go into that because sure. that's like one of the biggest safety tools we have as a collective as TTRPGers. Like, what is your opinion of Session Zero? Because Session Zero is, like, the popular opinion is that it's necessary. Like, I'm of that opinion as well. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, my my Session Zero really is more like, because 
again, I'm very fortunate that I have, uh, I tend to kind of role play with friends. I mean, as much as I, I have role played with strangers, uh, which I feel like I should do a video about. Because um, it wasn't necessary typical <laughs> campaign. It was all it was all done um, play by post, play by post um, mm. on Discord, which was for the best part of it relatively successful. Um, if anyone doesn't know what play by post is, uh, it's basically uh, typing, uh, or at least originally back back in the seventies. It was more a case of you would write what your character does and you would send it by post. Um, Uh Snail mail, as everyone calls it these days. Um, But obviously, as time's moved on, um, it's essentially like literally a text-based adventure um, I did over Discord, which was, for the best part, relatively successful. Um, A bit Uh redundant, because you might as well just talk. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I think it was a, it was a case of when people can uh, and not necessarily sit down and, and speak, you know, for uh, several hours. Um, anyway, that was that's a massive tangent. Tangents will happen here, folks. Um, no, the um, but, you know the session zero uh, for me is kind of a case of character sheets, rolling rolling the dice. Um, I mean, for me, rolling stats, it's the forty six, take away the lowest. Um, mm-hmm. and do that three times so essentially rolling it um, as I do like one re-roll per set um, so it's essentially 21 dice rolls uh, you mm-hmm. and then from each kind of a, like attempt you, you pick the best one or the one that's more suitable for your character that you're creating um, but it's not just about rolling that dice it's the concept of the characters and how they, I mean, for me, I like to kind of have where the, the characters know each other. It yeah, gets, like the shared past experience. Yeah, it kind of gets rid of that whole, you know, you're all strangers. You meet in a tavern. And you're all meet in a tavern. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> old chestnut. Um, no, I mean, I mean, admittedly, this um, play-by-post one, uh, that was because of the fact no one really knew each other. It kind of made sense that the the characters also didn't really know each other, um, and they're all in at, at first off they're not in a tavern, but they've all been picked up by a mysterious coachman. Um, and then I had everyone roll constitution saving throws, and whoever failed, fired. So they're in a closed space, <laughs> and someone fired. So no, it's very childish, but it was pretty fun. <laughs> It creates like a it creates like a, a talking point, doesn't it? It's an icebreaker, like literally, yeah. or an ice melter. Depends on how <laughs> how nasty the flatulence was. Um, but see, you don't eat the fish and frost elm. Uh, that's that's no. for sure. Um, lesson learned. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, no, session session uh, session zero is yeah. It's you're on your stats and you kind of you know, it's drawing the concept of that character and you kind of make sure that they're all gonna connect like a very awkward you know dysfunctional puzzle mm. and do you set out your your ground rules and your expectations there like uh, is that where you you have those hard conversations about these are things that we will allow and these are things we won't allow yeah sort of again because it's it's friends i mean they all know me you know dangerously politically un- incorrect you know but i'm not arrogant about it um there's some things i might say uh, i might be a little bit ignorant about 
that again it's all part of being human it's all part of all part of the learning process um every day is a school day um especially for you um <laughs> but uh not so much for me these days um but yeah i know um again it's if i mean going forward and when we're back back in the outside world even though we're going back indoors to play D and D, because who's going to play it outside um, unless it's really sunny, which is very rare here in the UK. Um, but yeah, having those those ground rules is important. It, it sets the tone, and everybody kind of knows where they're at. Um, I know that hopefully when I grace a, a gaming group in Los Tor- Torbados, um, uh, the Bay of Dreams, uh, that I'd be like, right. I'm going to DM this. However, you don't know me. I don't know you yet. Um, so let's, I want to set a couple of ground rules. So you kind of, it's ex- expectations, um, mm. which, you know, is very much in the same uh, kind of that you have high expectations, like in your line of work, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, and again, that also applies, you know, again, like even, even in, in a regular workplace, um, you know, everyone's got the expectation. There are rules in place, like you don't lose your shit. This is quintessentially, um, and punch pillars and what have you, because um, you then produce a dangerous work environment. And it's the same, yeah. you know, in that's like in the real world, but even around the table, regardless of it's D and D, any role playing game or any board game or whatever. You know, the, the expectations are you don't flip the table and then you don't, you know, salt the person next to you because they're kicking your ass at a board game. You know, it's, yeah. it's you know, it's it, again, expectations and those boundaries are key, prominent before you start, you know, playing a character that might be so edgelord you look at him, you cut yourself on your arm kind of thing. You know, it's. Yeah. No, I get that, and I think I, I I'm of the same agreement that like I'm I usually have the same core set of people mm-hmm. who I who I play with, mm-hmm. and they know my expectations, and they know that there are certain things I won't allow for, mm. like so I won't allow you to um to like assault like inappropriately assault people mm. um like unless it's uh, not even unless sorry that's not what I meant. Um, not even if you make it part of your character, like there is no unless, like that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, not there is no unless, like there it is. The, we do not do these things, like um, and because of the fact that they make me uncomfortable, mm. and that's that's the be all end all. There are some DMs who who do grim dark and they do the Game of Thrones esque like stuff, mm. and I'm like, you know what, it's not really for me. No. Like, um, no. so. I think that session zero is really important it's because important. of the fact that it also helps me to to protect myself as a DM, yeah. like, from because I'm in I'm reacting to a lot of things. There are things that I plan and I do and I and I make sure happen and I have like ideas, mm. but like um, I wouldn't if someone was to like throw that at me, I'd be like, I well no 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 yeah no, yeah no just no like uh, uh, so. And then that breaks the game, and then you're probably going to have an argument. Um, obviously, I do character creation and stuff. Mm. Um, but the thing is, like, what I've noticed is that Session Zero has come under fire a lot recently in terms of the, like, the, the, it seems to be there's two very entrenched camps. Like, 
Um, session zero is invaluable, and people won't play in a game without a session zero, which I, I think is reasonable. Yeah, I think yeah, that's safe. yeah. And then there's the other half, which are like session zero is pointless. Like, just get on with it. I want to roll dice and do things, which hmm. you you can in your session zero, even if you're doing those those expectations and safety measures and stuff. Like, um, have that. Hmm. Like, you can get them to do like an hour or half an hour of like rolling dice and going like uh, and doing something like uh, an in, an encounter to like. Uh, one of the f- suggestions that somebody gave me was like, if you don't have to, enough time to like start the adventure, mm. get them to run a practice encounter. Yeah. Like so to see how each other play mm. in that sort of situation. Yeah, um, kind of a bit like a like a like a demo. Do you remember? Do you remember demos? Like <laughs> oh mate, the, the magazines that you used to fight over to get yes. the demos for. Uh. Like, the vendors demo never got like. Oh, like yeah, I should have owned stocks in that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, I think I think that session zero is really important. But yeah. we've had quite a few like controversial moments in the TTRPG community based around session zero. We've had the Think DM piece that I've linked you in the uh, mm. in the Discord, yeah. where he's it, it was originally titled something like um, he says it in the first bit. Session zero is a scam. Yeah. Um, those were the words he used and then when he was challenged on it he was like but you haven't read the full article like knowing that that title was gonna cause offense yeah yeah the main thing of it is that like it's a poor way to introduce somebody to the game um uh uh you should have done safety tools already um some people uh, mechanic dump or law dump um what it should be is like the inf- that you do it and they've edited it heavily now because it was just like get them rolling dice because it's a poor like and to, to be honest his his thing was true like some people do law dump in session zero and that's not what i need mm. but like um um I don't know, if you're if you're familiar with the law like for example Faerun, uh in mm. forgotten realms um it couldn't be that's all they ever release yeah it's just it's kind of like uh i mean again it's accessible stuff to get hold of uh whereas for me like all the stuff i've dm'd is all from my own like setting that i've i'm kind of making not not on the fly i'm a bit more prepped than that um but there's there's you know certain things that i tend to i guess for a session zero just to generalize like for example um like I said before, you know, Tribian is basically medieval Europe. That's as, as far as it kind of goes in terms of that is it. However, we get further into it, like Tom Sears is Knights of the Round Table, but everyone's a halfling. Uh, whereas um, Strode, which is not to be confused with Strad, which is how very much it is like Strad, is what I would compare to uh, like a medieval Birmingham. As in, it's very grey. Everyone's a little bit sad. Um, and... <laughs> that is one of the things. I, I can't remember who I said that. I've said that on the podcast that Birmingham is just grey. It is. Like it's, I mean, it is. What is that about? I know no this idea. is a tangent. I'm sorry. No, but no, no, we need no, to on. talk about this. We do. <laughs> why, the, why, why the fuck? Like, even if it is sunny outside, yeah. as soon as you leave the inside of the ball ring, yeah, like it's you're grey. like Jesus Christ. Have I stepped into like 
one of those monochrome like am i in like a, a 1940s movie like because even it's, you turn gray you're like there like what the it's fuck? film it's <laughs> film noir that's what it is <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah. um but Back. i mean I, I lived in leicester for four years um again during when i had hair uh, and uh, it was, I was you know, going from Torbay, a little Devon munchkin, going up into the big city of Leicester. Uh, obviously, Torbay, very green, very blue. Leicester, very grey, despite how massively multicultural it is, which is amazing. Um, but it was always very grey, which I know is not, it's not, it's north east of Birmingham for anyone that doesn't live in the UK um, or does live in the UK. Because, um, you know, geography. Um, but yeah, no, it's, yeah, Strode yeah. Uh, is medieval Birmingham. It's very grey. Everyone's uh, very, not miserable, but very, very dour. Like, chips and gravy. That's my very poor <laughs> Birmingham accent. Pol- yeah. Apologies when anyone from Birmingham. Um, <laughs> says me with a very, very broad Devonian accent. Um, but it's... Uh, <laughs> Are my lover? Um, no, it's uh, but yeah, Strode is is you know very very grey. Uh, it's, it's actually ruled by a vampire, which is totally nothing like Strahd. This is <laughs> two separate things. Um, <laughs> they just sound very much alike and are very very much alike. Um, but I'm trying to think where I was going with this. Where was I going with this? I've had a, I've um, had a, I've had a mini mini brain fart. About... Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I've now got, I've now got my favourite thing to say in my Birmingham accents, which is just as bad as like, it's just like everything's grey, it's just grey. <laughs> it's just grey. <laughs> like, I'm like, um, yeah, um, oh, we were talking about. Um, Sorry, my, my fuck. Oh dear. Uh, expectations. No, it's, it's uh, never mind. It'll come back. It'll come back. It'll come back. Really sorry, folks. <laughs> we were setting expectations. Yeah. We were setting expectations, and like then we moved on to, like. Um, Settings. Oh, it was world, world settings. Today. Yeah, Lords. well, yeah, Lords. Yeah. yeah, that was Lord it. Yeah. Campaign. So Strode is uh, Transylvania, but it's it's medieval Birmingham. That's that's it in, in a nutshell. That's all you need yeah. to know. Um, yeah. You know. So, but the problem is the vampire that rules it, Baron von Strode, um, <laughs> is I, I know it's, oh, it's it's just it's so on the nose. My my setting, and I love it. It's it's the whole, I mean, yeah. if, if anything, my setting is like. If Terry Pratchett, you know, God bless his soul, was still with us, I'd like to think he'd be kind of proud, or he, yeah. or he might make me as a prince for days. Yeah, for, oh, it really is. In fact, the, the capital of Tom Sears, which is my medieval Knights of the Round Table halfling place, is called Pratchett. It's actually pronounced Pratchett, but uh, it, it is spelled as Pratchett. Is it like that woman from Keeping Up Appearances? Where it's like <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Bouquet. Like, it's Mrs. Bouquet, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's exactly the same. In fact, there is a character called Terence in. It's my my little kind of homage to Terry Pratchett. God bless us all. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, but I tend to like generalize because uh, I'm not going to kind of go into. Oh yeah, then this battle happened back in the first age. You know, several years after the Battle of X and Plains. You know, I'm not going to go into that because I was like, no, it's just. Get on with it, you know. You gotta get get to the yeah, point. You'll find that out. You'll find that out as you go around. Exactly. Like, you'll you'll find you'll find a book, and you might go, "I want to read what's in the book," and I'll summarise for you. That is a history of this happening. Mm. Like there you go. Like there's some law for you. Enjoy. Yeah. Like um um, I do think that, but like just the way he phrased it, and 
stuff like that it, it got a lot of people's backs up because i do think it's a necessary tool yeah absolutely and there are many necessary tools to, for our safety like we should do regular player check-ins yeah. and, regu- and dm should take criticism yeah and i know nobody likes criticism but we should take it yeah you gotta take it um, take it on the chin because some people also made like a, a consent form i showed you this before yes. we started which i think's good for strangers yeah like, i wouldn't I wouldn't use it with my friends. No. Like if I was still a, a, like involved in the club as like a, an, an admin, I might get all the members to fill one of these out and then say, just to make you aware, because we had to like register for games online sure. and like um, they'd be assigned and people would it would then be posted up who's in what game and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I would then send that information. So like just to make you aware, if there's anything red that's like no, mm-hmm. do not do this, it would be like. Okay, you're the you've got a player in you've got players and I wouldn't name them no. that have red red lined this. Like this is their red line, these are the black cards, do not use these things in your game mm-hmm. just to make you aware. And then boom, that's it. And I think that it's a good but some people were like up in arms like you babies, you fucking like Gen Z like snowflakes, like like they were like oh, like if you could get vitriol and venom mm. out of people and like distill it like you could have then like it was still, yeah yeah milk those things. What, what do you think about like ha- like the consent list and and consent in in dnd obviously um, based on our things that like, is important but like yes it's massive uh, again why do you I, think I think those, it's... those people are there like being dickheads about it I mean, the people that are just being absolute knobs about it, it's just like, if it was up to me, uh, again, if we, if we engaged the lizard brain here, um, <laughs> okay, I know where, problem solved. Yeah. You know, it's just like, stop being a douche. You know, like, you have to obviously, and I'm going, we're taking away the lizard brain now. Um, if we, you know, kind of talk about this as, as grown men, fellow battle brothers, um, yeah. you. Uh, you're going to look after your fellow battle brother. You know, it doesn't matter if, if, if they're sensitive or not. Like, if you got one guy that has, or one guy or gal, you know, um, and anything in between, uh, that's sensitive to a any particular subject, it needs to be addressed the entire group. So then, then everyone, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, is respectful enough to kind of go, all right, yeah, we just, all right, we've addressed it, we'll put a line for it. And then we'll get it out of the way. You know, we won't. We won't. We won't even cover it. It's it's gone. It's in the nope section. You know, it's, yeah. it's in room one hundred and one. You know, it's like, yeah. You know, I, I like that analogy. Like it's in room one. We have a black card system in our okay. in our service. So basically, you play your black card when something is like beyond the pale that you don't like. Like not necessarily like attacking anyone for, for them doing it yeah. but just saying like I cannot deal with this so I'm going to play my black card we, we need to skip over this mm. uh, the black card in our in our thing cannot be ignored mm. like you are not as a DM allowed to ignore it mm. like it, we will we will be having I, I run the server so I will be having words of you with you yeah. if anybody turns around to me and goes they ignored my black card and did it anyway I, I, I'm there like what are you doing yeah, yeah <laughs> um, no, definitely I mean it's it's running a game or even just as a player in a, in a group you've all got a responsibility to kind of just respect each other you know yeah, um, and, and, and trust one another to kind of like yeah we won't do that and then the, the, the people that do tend to do that uh, are still they're not mature enough to kind of be part of a group like that 
I'm afraid. It's just, you know, they are they are the the, the I would say I want to say problem players. Uh, but I was educated again from from Twitter that it's uh, and to quote, I'm reading my notes here. Um, yeah. Uh, slight misplay. Shout out to slight misplay here. Um, and I wrote this verbatim. Uh, someone who doesn't respect the primary goal of contributing to and facilitating everyone else's fun. Yeah. Which is yeah very long-winded, and I love it. Um, but but it but it is also like player. perfect. It, it's 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 the politician answer, isn't it? Yeah. Like like it is. Isn't basically, it? it's like don't be a dick and ruin everybody else's fun. But it's like contribute and facilitate yeah, yeah, everything yeah, as well. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, but as you know, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, regards with slight misplay. He's, he's a very, very intelligent bloke, um, and uh, big shout out to him for, for obviously educating me. Uh, yeah. With um, yeah, I think it's good. The, the, the I'm going to say I'm going to say it's a flowery term. It, it kind of is. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm undermining that that uh, that quote. Not at all. I think I think it's great. Um, the sentiment behind it's amazing. It's it's exactly what we want. If if you were to put it in an official sense, but mm. obviously as as when we go back to that Neanderthal brain, like you said, that lizard brain, mm. like do not ruin fun. Stop. Like, like um, is is and it's good. I do. Do I you do you want to do you want to cover the lizard brain thing? Just just in case if anyone doesn't know what I mean by lizard brain. So the the lizard brain is basically like our primal, like instinctive like we do like we do without like reason really like almost like um uh that's where it was before logic so like when we were cavemen and stuff like that we had to develop logic and society and and the group thing that 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 makes up the other parts of our brain now that has, has developed and therefore the lizard brain is like just i do this because i can like, yeah. I, I do this i do this because i can i do this because i need to like that's what's what's meant by lizard brain yeah. in case anybody doesn't know yeah. what, what, uh, what that means i think in terms of uh i don't know if you can see i mean we've, we've got a camera on at the minute but if i put my thumb in the center of my hand that's the lizard brain and then logic and reasoning yeah. goes around it which makes which makes yeah. the brain hence why yeah. you take all that away it's like a lid hence the term flipping one's lid yeah, was, that was very yeah, like that. flipping one's lid. <laughs> yeah, no, but that was, but that was. I I remember because obviously with my autism, people like have tried to like teach me that like sometimes this bit in here doesn't agree with the bits that are around it. Okay. So you you just it just yeah, goes yeah. and like they all flip rather than just the lid. Like um, so yeah, um, especially when I was a kid. But yeah, no, I think I think that's a really good sentiment, mm. and like I think we don't. Even even though we've joked about using the lizard brain, mm. like, and it has been a joke, like we need we need to make sure that people aren't just using that lizard brain when they when they play. I know that some people are doing it to de stress and mm. and tune out and to play t- tabletop RPGs, but you know what, like, not at the expense of other people, no. especially not on my table. No, no, know, definitely. I feel like that's the same from your view. Yeah, no. Um, as I know, we were sort of talking before before we went, we went live. Um, I experienced. Uh, I'm, I am going to call it lizard brain. Um, not not by myself. It was a, it was a game I was running during lockdown one, part one, the phantom, <laughs> the phantom lockdown, um, uh, or it could be a, a new lockdown, uh, depending on, on which uh, which time in in 
Star Wars films you're starting. Anyway, we're going off topic. Um, <laughs> so I was running a campaign uh, with my friends uh, on my Thursday night Thursday night group, um, and uh, there was a, a gentleman. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use his, his name, but we'll call him Mr. C. How you interpret the C is entirely up to you, dear audience. Um, but let's just say that yeah, I wouldn't buy him a pint. Um, so uh, running running this campaign, uh, it's going already too well. And this particular uh, session, uh, Mr. C was. Uh, I think I think I missed something about uh, dragon, not dragon. I like I had this encounter; they were going to fight a dragon. Um, and, it was, uh, and he was going on his rant about oh, dragons are dumb and stupid. And it's like, part of me want to say, you know, you're playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yeah, you know, it's it's on the box, mate. kind of on the box. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, and I instantly, I, you know, being somewhat mildly older, uh, you, you kind of pick up on when someone's a bit off. Um, and I thought, right, okay, I just, you know, might have a, a bad day. You know, he's in lockdown. He's got three, four kids. I, I can't remember the number. Um, a lot of kids. Um, and uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's got obviously trying to contend with work but how can you do it during a lockdown like it's there's, there's a lot of stress building up and yeah and then mr c was being um uh i'm gonna say verbally unpleasant uh to a very good friend of mine um and it kind of like and then i was like all right okay number two you know first time is an accident second time is coincidence and then towards the end of the session uh the person who uh was being berated by Mr. C. Decided to do, you know, it's like um, we had this big combat. We, like, you know, the, the group won, all good, all great. Bit of looting, why not? And my friend was like, "Oh, I'm going to search for this." And Mr. C, yeah, just was like, "Ah, oh, it's just yeah, complete like from zero to, to to fifth gear." You know, it's just like, whoa. And the part of me was thinking, "Shit, this is this is on this is on me. Like, this is my fault." Um, I mean, Mr. C did did apologise, but however, I work on a touch piece, move piece policy, and no one brings that kind of behaviour to my table, virtual or, or in, in the real world. You know, you just, you just don't don't get. Yeah. Um, and I haven't really, like I said, I wouldn't buy him a pint. Um, not that I drink much anyway these days. Uh, I don't think anybody does in Britain at the minute. That's why we're all moody. Yeah, that's very, very true. But no, it was just sort of fact like you were horrible to my mate. Uh, I mean, he was kind of disrespecting like the law of, of my world to begin with as well. Like this was several sessions back, um, but it almost came to, like came to a head. But it all it could all would have been avoided by sort of saying, "Guys, I'm a little bit off. I just want to have some fun." You know, if I am a bit moody it's because of this and like we'll talk about it before not see it doesn't necessarily have to be like a session zero thing it's just kind of like even like during i don't know nine sessions in it can be like this is how i'm feeling at the minute uh if i'm a bit off don't take it personal it's just, it's, it's, i'm going through some stuff and then we could have like a game and then as grown-ups we can talk about it but that unfortunately didn't happen um and it ruined was this guy a stranger like he wasn't part of your regular. Uh, yes and no. Um, I, in fact, I was actually the new addition to this group. Uh, despite oh. I knew these these people for the best part of. I mean, one of them in particular I've now known for nearly five years, and the rest of the group I sort of know for just under a year. Uh, but I consider them 
hardened battle brothers indeed um but this other guy uh who i didn't kind of replace but uh, kind of uh, it was i was filling in the gap so to speak not a euphemism <laughs> um but it's just i mean it was like you know at the, at, when we first kind of like got to know each other it was all pleasant and then this one particular session it just i saw a very ugly side and i still haven't really kind of forgiven but at the same time my expectations is i don't bring my personal shit to the table so i don't expect anyone else to bring their personal shit to the table however yeah. if it was a case of i'm a bit blue you know don't worry about it i'm dealing with it i'm just gonna, no, I, just, I just want to roll some bones and have a laugh you know i, I need the escapism you know um, but yeah. if i am a bit off i do apologize but i'll try and suppress it or you know or at least find an alternative outlet that's safe for everyone yeah you know and i think that's i think that's important like sometimes when you've got to admit when you've not got enough spoons and if for people who don't know there's a popular analogy called the spoon analogy um in psychology where basically when you haven't got the ability to like do deal with things you say you haven't got enough spoons and you haven't got enough spoons to deal with to to see everybody at the table mm-hmm. pretty much is, is the way you almost look at it yeah. like i haven't got enough i haven't got enough spoons to set out places for all this stuff that's going on in my life right um so after if you say you've run out of spoons you and it's and maybe it's because you were new or something like that mm-hmm. i don't know but maybe they they weren't comfortable enough to do that yet but you know what you're gonna have to i don't know we it's uh it's the way i see it i mean unfortunately we are two very very different people uh yeah i mean like i said he did apologize fair enough but touch peace move peace it is yeah i mean i know it sounds harsh but yeah touch peace move peace and like i said i wouldn't buy him a drink you know, I mean, I generally, generally so no, it sounds sounds a little bit barbaric. Here's me, a bold bearded man, trying to resolve <laughs> things by buying drinks. Um, yeah, normally it's for me, it's a good indicator. It's like, I mean, I'll buy you a drink, you know. I mean, I know we were like, probably like kind of met face to face today. Uh, yeah, I'll buy you a pint, I'll have you down as the um, I don't know, is he, is he going to be a, some sort of cider? Very, very broad devonian that was, wasn't it? Um, or possibly some sort of very nice lager, like kind of like a Cronenberg, possibly. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, oh, he's he's, he's pegged me for two. He's, he's, two. he's two for two. I, I'm a, I'm one of those strawberry and lime cider guys. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if if it's there. I'll have like a, a Moretti or something like one of the more upmarket uh, upmarket lagers. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I do drink, because I don't drink a lot. Of no. Food, because no. there was there was an incident, and one day we may talk about that incident. Yeah, sure. Um, but the but yeah, um, nothing like I I just ended up in the hospital. Oh shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, so before we tackle the deck of many questions and do our outros and everything, oh, yeah. one of the main things I want to I want to tackle with you, or not tackle, wrong word. One of the main things I want to do is gift people something to help protect themselves. Yes. One from you mm-hmm. and one for myself. Okay. Well, one of the main things that I think uh, I'll do me first, then we'll, sure. we'll do you. Um, my main tip with everybody to protect yourself on. On a um, server, in a game, or anything like that, my one number one safety tip is to is the is the comfort to say no. Right? If you are not comfortable with something, you're allowed to say no. Like you do not have to. If you 
obviously this isn't including things like battles mm. and stuff like that where where if you don't like a dice roll you say no but if there is a situation with something that you cannot deal with or or something that is beyond the pale you have to have that ability to say no mm. Uh, or have someone with you who has the ability to say no as well and that culture around a table is really important yeah so if you feel like if you are ever on a table where you feel like you cannot say no to something mm-hmm. because a dm or a player i'm a, i'm afraid you're at the wrong table like i i, I would I, I heavily advise you to either ask for that courage that that condition uh that atmosphere to be encouraged or i i I beg that you leave because one it's only going to end in tears yeah so having that atmosphere where you can say no is really important so that is my number one safety tool for you as players and as dms uh what's yours then rad oh good lord um yeah I would I, kind of following on from that. I guess my tip would be to kind of read the room uh, in in terms of like if if they are kind of playing <clears throat> something that is you know of a you know, let's say like a really hyper dark, very evil player campaign kind of thing, and that's not you, uh, and and you kind of notice that within this like or, or, like around the table it's okay to kind of go like does that actually have that inner strength to kind of go i'm out this this ain't for me i mean like thanks for what you're doing it, it sounds great but it's not it kind of goes against everything i you know as a person in irl um well irl um so there's, there's no in it because it's already yeah. <laughs> um but irl like that it kind of goes like against the grain and having that strength i think players would actually respect you more to kind of go you know what you know all right yeah it's a shame he's not gonna be part of the group um but i respect him or her for kind of going i'm romeo done i'm out yeah it's that's yeah but to kind of obviously before you always get into that just just to kind of read the situation like analyze like you know well what the the group is is doing what what are they going to do again that's just like it's like zero it's like session zero zero before session zero yeah i think we've we've both (laughs) yeah we've both also kind of basically said don't develop cage bird syndrome as well yeah like there are there are multiple games out there for you mm. we promise that you'll find them it might take time but you'll find a game and you'll love it but do not think that you have to stop where you first end up mm. almost yeah because that's when you end up feeling like you have to go through these things mm. where you can't read the room and stuff like that because you feel like you can't play D otherwise yeah definitely I promise that there is there is some out there definitely so sorry go on rad thank you very much my before we go i've got one last question to ask you yes are you ready to face the deck of many questions Bring it. all right so battle brothers yeah. battle sisters battle lovers we are doing the deck of many questions which is our fan and internet trolled part uh pool of questions all of them are numbered and if you wish to submit questions put them on twitter on the comments of the youtube on spotify whatever wherever you can get in contact with us let us know and we shall um 
put it in there, put it in the pool so that somebody can select it in future episodes and we'll shout you out if you if you uh, suggested it. Um, I need, I need a, a D20, don't I? No, you need... Technically, we can do it either as a number, random number generator because there's 75 questions <clears> on our God. deck of many questions and it's ever-growing. Um, and I will also, because it's just me and you here today, you can pick a number for me and I'll answer that question honestly for you. Cool. So, um, you, we can just pick if you want. So, a number between 1 and 75? Uh, let's go with... I'm going to be real childish and I'm going to go with number 69. Ah, we've recently had this. Ah. Uh, but, uh, but I like it. I like it because it says... Because it, it kind of fits with the number. Oh, Okay. Why do you think bards are the best class? Is the question from my friend Leon, who loves bards and does this to hurt my soul because I'm not their biggest fan. Oh. So why are bards the best class? Oh. If you don't think they're the best class, I, tell me why they're I, the I best don't think class. they're the best class. Um, <laughs> um, so, all right, okay, I'll, I'll give you. I'm going to give you a pro and a con for playing a bard. Yeah. Pro playing playing a bard. Aside from obviously the typical, uh, I'm going to call it cliche because it is cliche, uh, like ladies' man or ladies' or you know, uh, I'm trying to think what's, what's the the opposite of a lady. Man, man's lady or basically a ladies' man or a man eater. Um, yeah, it's you know, I mean, uh, the pro of being a bard is the fact you can inspire and. If you can make someone who's already good at something amazing, uh, into, I mean that's very much a meta game thing I'm saying there, but yeah, that's that's my that's my my pro for playing a bard. It's being that kind of like you know sunglasses on, giving the old um, the the old finger guns like you got this kiddo, go out of yeah. um, and slapping them on the bum as they leave. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> go team player. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you kind of watch them as they leave um, with like, the sunglasses down, like down to the nose, like, yeah. oh yeah, that's um, my boy. <laughs> go get him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's my that's my pro. Now my con for playing a bard is exactly the same reason. <laughs> In fact, it's kind of like you know you have there's almost like this unwritten contract. Apparently, um, you have to be this kind of like like a bit like face from a team. Um, yeah. you're very handsome or very you know let's just say attractive to cover you know both sides um, and everything else in between uh, when you don't you, you don't need to do that um, in fact you don't even need no. to be a musician to be a bard no controversial come fight me no please don't <laughs> I'm only little there are literally there are literally bard colleges that are about not being a musician. Like yeah. The College of Glamour is literally about looking good. Um, the College of Eloquence is about speaking to shit and it listening to you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, College of Swords, like I, I juggle swords and swallow swords. What's, what's wrong with that? Yeah, but, yeah, definitely, definitely. But no, I, I, I guess I, uh, a con. You go first. Um, as I say, I mean, it's a, a proper answer to the con of playing as a bard. Uh, as, I guess you're not really that strong, but then you don't really need to be that strong when you're this good looking. Um, yeah. uh, I don't really have one. Oh, bugger. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> he's, he's fallen into the trap. No. The, thing about bards, the thing I hate about bards is they, they make other classes redundant. I hate the fact that they mm. 
like they can just do everything. They can take spells from wherever they want. Yeah. Like lore bards. My wife has purposely made one to spite me. Oh. Like she's like, I want to be that bard that really annoys you. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like 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 the, the know it all. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. God, you know. Yeah. Can't deal with that. No, and I think also despite the fact you know they're, they're also a know it all, but they're also a brown nose, but they're also so wittingly charming. Um, and it's kind of a bit like uh... snake oil salesmen, aren't they? Like, yeah, yeah, ugh. yeah. I was, I was going to make a very controversial statement and compare it to a very famous GM, but <laughs> I'm not going to get that argument. No, <laughs> he knows. Let's, he knows. Let's do, let's do, um, let's do me. You get to choose a number for me now, cool. and I will answer that question for you. Alrighty then. Uh, have you had anything under the under twenty? Sorry, that came out oh. wrong in context. Um, you can, you, you, um, yeah, we've had some, but you can ro- do under 20. Let's, let's go with uh, 13, Mark of the Horn Rat. Squeak, squeak. Uh, what is the most ridiculous thing a player has ever done in your game? <laughs> submitted by my friend Paige. So, oh, where do I begin? <laughs> uh, Allow me to attempt this, this open this massive tome. Yeah. So I've, I've had a storm giant literally killed by a magic stone. You what? I've had a, a, sto- a storm giant literally killed by a magic stone. Go on. Like the cantrip. So you fight storm giant, bad guy. Mm, Janon was his name. Um, um, because it sounded like Danon, apparently. That's what they kept. To, that's how they referred to him all the time. So, Unjanon. Leader of the this uh, this city in the middle of the air elemental plane, um, led it was like ciphering energy from people. Um, had like his own honor guard, blah blah blah. He became a warlock patron because we were using the giant patron for uh, sort of from the Anarta Arcana. Oh, right. And then my druid finished him off with a stone in front of everyone, like in front of his whole city. Ah. And I'm like, Nat twenty did. I'm like, fuck. Like, because like, I thought, oh yeah, it won't kill him, and I can recover next turn. It'll be fine. It'll be f- no, no, no. Um, I've had uh, a zombie beholder fight that I planned for like weeks end in seconds because of banishment, because technically it wasn't on its home plane of existence. Uh, I I can, um, I can relate to that. Uh, very I, frustrating. I, <laughs> yeah, it was very frustrating. But I, I then punish them by saying i think it's appeared in an orphanage somewhere like <laughs> it's just bad if it to an orphanage somewhere that's all your fault um i've had players dispel magical cannons whilst they're firing so if all the magical housing for this energy output has exploded whilst people who are manning the cannon are on it one of them being the king of somewhere like or the, the lord of somewhere um, I don't know if you watch Critical Role. But it's, um... I have my opinions in Critical Role, which I know. Uh, I mean, don't get wrong. It's very good. It's just the fact, like, they're also bloody noisy. Every lap yeah. of them. Oh, it really gets on my goat. It really, really yeah. does. But I know there's a lot of people that love Critical Role. And, you know, that Matt Mercer is some god. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> It's Fair enough. Um, yeah, it happens. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. Sorry. Anyway, continue. But yeah, like she, so she dispersed that, and it blew up him and his son, who was helping him work on it. And yeah, you can argue that he's irresponsible for bringing his son on board. Yeah. However, when when you're miles away from the enemy line, yeah. 
on a cannon that you've built and you you know is safe and you've tested multiple times and yada 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 you don't expect your son to be blown almost to bits on this cannon like in fact you you possibly think that's the safest place for him like um like so you know uh, that happened i've had loads of strange things happen in my games uh i couldn't Ah, oh, so many, but I do think probably the, the stupidest is is that uh, is that that the fact that somebody killed a storm giant with magic stones because they were ran out ran out, ran out of spell slots and they were just desperate and they just went right. I'm gonna launch this at him. And I was like, "There's no way." Oh, it's almost yeah. so it's kind of like the D D version of David versus Goliath. Exactly, that was but, the problem with it. I'm like, they're like, far, "Oh no!" Far more epic. Um, because <laughs> yeah. you got uh, what was what was the the race of the character that, that threw the stone? Uh, half elf druid. Ah, see, I think if it was like no more halfling or even kobold, I think it would yeah. be an even more epic. This is yeah, it was a little tiny bite sized thing against. You know, which I can only assume any storm giant has got to be Brian Blessed, or at least like a young, yeah. a young Brian Blessed. Oh, because my one was more is. like, um, oh shit, my one was more like, uh, you know, like when Benedict Cumberbatch did Smaug's voice. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who's in my like like that rasp sort of thing? Like, I I I like that because it was like, um. Like almost like rolling thunder, isn't it? When yeah, yeah. Rasp, I was like, why are you here? Mm. Like, um, but yeah, no. Uh, so that is my answer. Thank you very much to everybody who submitted questions. If you want to stack the deck in our favour, add a bit more spice to it, uh, um, submit your questions. I'll shout you out. All that jazz. So, Rad, my battle brother, it's been a pleasure to have you. We've gone a bit longer than I was expecting to have you for, but that's because talking to you was fucking epic. I enjoyed every minute of it. Thanks, man. So, um, we'll say our goodbyes. We'll let everybody know where to find you. And yeah, we'll we'll say goodbye. So, Rad, where can people find you on the internet? All right, fellow battle brothers and sisters, you can find me on Twitter at Breaking Rads. Um, you can probably tell it's me because I usually say it's whatever day it is, my dudes. Um, and I'm also continuing on with my hobby streak. I am on day 64 today, uh, where I've been posting some stuff up, where I've been working on some stuff, hopefully, to sell resell on eBay. Um, because I'm also not only a DD nut, but I also like painting miniatures because that's that's how that's how I roll. <laughs> But yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Fair enough. And obviously you can find me on the Pod of Many Things on YouTube. Pod of Many, the Pod O Many Things on because apparently somebody had stolen the F. <laughs> and and uh, you can find me on Instagram, but mostly through YouTube, Twitter and uh, podcast apps. Uh, you'll find us and hopefully you'll hear this episode. You'll get involved. You want to learn. And yeah. So friends whoever you are wherever you are whenever you are i hope you're safe i hope you're well i hope you learned something today and i hope to see you soon Take see you in a bit bye ciao ciao <laughs>